the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. In all of the demoralizing reality that is American Dark Ages, this is what we're living through, the feeble fascist, the moron, and the communist takeover of our nation. There is a tremendous opportunity. And if you do not get sidetracked, this is something that you will be able to tell your grandkids you helped fight off. Because this is the year. This is the year. There is no other year. You've heard this a long time. This is the most important election of our lifetime. And I'm not here to tell you there will be an election you can rely on for fact. I firmly believe that Joe Biden is a traitor and a thief who stole the last election in conjunction with the cooperation of the gangster government itself. And what is happening now is undeniable. You see, they're backdoor nationalizing our life. Most of you paid your taxes, wrote down and sat down and understand what you're going to be fined for being a decent person, what you're going to be fined for owning real estate, specifically where you own it, and the costs. So you need to understand They know that Joe Biden is the perfect stooge to perpetrate the greatest crime in America. It isn't just the election that Joe Biden stole in 2020. It's the backdoor nationalization of our entire economy. And you can tell when you put the pieces together. Joe Biden went on a late night TV show with Seth Meyers that I watched once nine years ago. Didn't realize it's still on TV celebrating its 10th anniversary yesterday because it's not really entertainment. It's not a show. It's a propaganda network that keeps the people of this society stupefied. Well, the gangster government steals their life and their property. We're now in a position where we have the strongest economy of any major nation in the world. Number one. It's interesting, the verbiage of every major nation in the world. Well, I don't compare myself to slums and ghettos like Venezuela or Nicaragua or El Salvador or a former Soviet Union corrupt sewer of not only totalitarian fascism, but absolute government corruption like Ukraine. But this are the, these are the examples of who we're actually in bed with, all of these third-world corrupt hellholes. Because what's happening is once we go bankrupt, now the world government takes over everything. Got a way to go yet. Inflation is down, 880,000 manufacturing jobs. You know, we have uh, 14 million new. Now, he's not talking about uh, all of the manufacturing jobs that have been destroyed. In the last quarter, in the last quarter, at the same time that this idiot and Democrat morons pretend that we have an economy, what they don't want you 
to understand is that we have increased the national debt more than at any time in history outside of when Donald Trump, at the, at the behest of the entire world and the government itself, shut down our economy and faked the velocity of money by giving away $6 trillion. But outside of that, this is the most important time in history when it comes to our economic destruction called our debt, which nobody talks about, specifically not the Republicans. And yes, we'll get to Mike Johnson. Jobs. The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been for the longest time. We're building wealth for people. Welfare is at the highest it's ever, ever been. They talk about it in terms of ambiguity and fraud. They say the verbiage households. What they don't want you to know is there's over 98 million individuals that just get food from us. When you incorporate rent and insurance subsidies, you're well over 140 million people. So the government cannot be shut down. That's the dirty little secret. They can't do what we want it to do. And when I say we, I mean the decent people who don't want to bankrupt generations in the future. They can't stop the bleeding. They can't audit the books. They need to continue the crime. So they need these little emergencies, these little nonsense where you're distracted and all of the little balkanization in our society so they can completely steal all of the principles of our nation. That's what this is. So first they break something, then they pretend to fix it. It's astonishing when you talk about the border and nobody talks about Joe Biden's very first day. Well, for his part, President Biden got right to work hours after taking the oath of office. He signed 17 executive orders ranging from mask mandates to actions on global warming. Our hope for 17 executive orders on the first day. But in that, from the masks and all the bull dung that they wanted you to believe was uh, your, your, your rights or your, your obligation as a citizen, your virtue shield to wear your mask and put the injection in your arm and all the rest of it. But what was the main thing he did? A majority of Biden's executive orders revolve around immigration, DACA protections, reinstated, travel ban to seven Muslim-majority countries, lifted, expansion of immigration enforcement, stopped. Constru- all of this was the result of the lowest illegal immigration in our nation since the time they started keeping records. Since 1913, the lowest ever was during Trump's first three years. Construction of the border wall halted. Deferrals of deportations for Liberians extended. An order excluding undocumented immigrants from the census rescinded. That's the most important one. Because what that means is that all of these Democrat sewers that have destroyed the quality of life, the opportunity of business people, you know, like Chicago, that have devolved into a ghetto, they will not lose and pay a political cost. They will actually gain more excuses for federal welfare and bailouts. That's what this is today. And now you wrap it in all other financial skullduggery. And the next thing you know, you have Republicans that make sure No matter how many we send or who's the speaker, we, meaning the opposition to the Democrat mafia, will write the check. Thank you. Thank you all for staying. We had a a, a couple of meetings there. It was uh, frank and honest. I think we need more frank and honest conversations on Capitol Hill. So I was happy to participate in this. We did uh, that as a group. And then I had a uh, one-on-one for a period of time with the president, just he and I in the Oval Office. That's what I want you to talk about. Now, every one of you would, after meeting somebody like Joe Biden, somebody who not only is linked to decades, decades of scandal, financial fraud, treason to his nation, aside from that, somebody who is clearly 
suffering from depre- from from dementia. It's clearly. And everybody saw it last night on the Late Show appearance. The American people are incredible. And we're the best. You know, I, I've told I asked I was asked by Xi Jinping uh, about what, when I was in the Tibetan mountains with him. And now, he- he's repeated this lie hundreds, if not thousands of times. He cannot get through the story because his brain is not working. And if the Democrat mafia had any kind of standards or any kind of conscience whatsoever of what they're doing to our nation, they would understand that and they would demand he be removed. But that's not the play. The play is he's perfect. He is the perfect stooge to destroy the principles of our republic. He said, can you define America for him? I said, yeah, one word, possibilities. It's true. The possibility that the principles of our nation are never here again. That's the realization of what will happen with four more years of this Democrat mafia in control of anything. That's exactly where we're going to be. The problem is the people we have as our representatives, they're in on it. Because Mike Johnson never once mentions the fact that Joe Biden is suffering from dementia. He is unfit, could not get a job at any any business, any company, couldn't get a job as a night watchman, couldn't work a 7-Eleven cash register anywhere in this country. Uh, Let me say this. When I showed up today, my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have... When you talk about America's needs under this particular administration in this climate, What you're talking about are the needs of the people who break our laws. They're first in our society now. The welfare that now includes illegal aliens is first in all of the spending, the Section 8 housing, the free nonsense, and the giveaways that were all part of Joe Biden's executive orders on his first day have never been addressed. None of it. Or breaks it all down, all 17 of them for you, in just 17 and 77 seconds. There's a lot to unpack, so we're going to go quick. Mask required on federal property. The World Health Organization, the U.S. rejoins, and Dr. Anthony Fauci will head up the delegation to WHO. A new COVID-19 response coordinator position is created. A nationwide moratorium on evictions and foreclosures extended until March 31st. The pause on federal student loan interest and payments extended till September 30th. A majority of Biden's executive orders revolve around immigration. DACA protections reinstated. Travel ban to seven Muslim-majority countries? Lifted. Expansion of immigration enforcement? Stopped. Construction of the border wall? Halted. Deferrals of deportations for Liberians? Extended. An order excluding undocumented immigrants from the census? Rescinded. The restriction on diversity and inclusion training within federal agencies is lifted, and workplace discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity is prohibited. The Paris Climate Accord rejoined, and the Keystone XL Pipeline? Canceled. The Office of Management and Budget, the office that prepares the president's budget proposal, has to update their review process. And finally, anyone appointed to the executive branch has to sign an ethics pledge to ensure they act in the interest of the American people and not for personal gain. That last one is particularly interesting to me because Joe Biden has what we know of, of $24 million from foreign oligarchs in his checking account. And now this idiot is going to sign ethics. But the reality is he's perfect for it because he's so detached from reality that he repeats nonsense and 
falls into some sort of a coma when asked any kind of question. What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. Yeah, he doesn't know what year it is or what day it is. But what he is is a perfect cover for the American Marxist, the communist, the mafia that is destroying our country. And this is the ideology that is really displayed in the original communist elected to our government. It's it's unfortunate because these smaller countries, we don't learn about them, mm-hmm. and especially in American classrooms. And so that's how you are able to have somebody like Bernie Sanders, who became incredibly popular amongst young Americans. He went down and he was training with the Sandinistas. Mm-hmm. He's very proud of himself for going to Nicaragua. And there's footage of him talking about it. Ronald Reagan has decided that Nicaragua is a terrorist nation. And if this guy is the foreign minister of a terrorist nation, then they should get another foreign minister. Because he is a very gentle, very loving man. And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. All the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. Sandinista government, in my view, has more support among the Nicaraguan people, substantially more support than Ronald Reagan has among the American people. You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? And if we understood the history and the context in all of these smaller situations that aren't, I guess, good enough to make it into the American classroom, uh, perhaps we would have a better perspective on, on different politicians. I want you to understand this is a plot to bankrupt the richest and the youngest country, the only country in the world to be built on you and your property rights, and your right to life. This is the psychological subversion of Americanism, perpetrated by the village idiot, Joe Biden. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The fact that Mike Johnson came to the podium and the first thing out of his mouth is Joe Biden is unfit to hold the, to be in the position he holds. He is unfit to be president. Shows you that Mike Johnson will continue to sign the blank check for the financial destruction and the controlled demolition of American principles. I hope that the other leaders came out here and told you the same. We believe that we can get to agreement on these issues and prevent a government shutdown. And that's our first uh, responsibility. But we made it very clear. That's not your first responsibility, you fraud. Your first responsibility is to represent the people, to have accountability for the money you've already wasted. Where is the money, traitor? Here, the, the speaker said unequivocally he wants to avoid a government shutdown. There was um, discussion about the supplemental uh, spending package, and uh, I was very clear with the president and all those in the room that the House is actively uh, pursuing and uh, investigating all the various options on that, and we will address that in a timely manner. It was- you will do nothing but continue to fund the economic destruction of our nation. That's what you will do, because you are a step-and-fetch. You are not a representative of the people. You are a part of the problem. You are a part of the gangster government, and you address none of the specificity. What exactly is going on in the former Soviet Union? How much money has been stolen from the American people? And why in the world is NATO declaring an option of sending troops, which is a declaration of World War III? 
French President Emmanuel Macron opened the door on Monday to sending troops to Ukraine after a meeting with European leaders that aimed to send Moscow a message of Western resolve over support for Kyiv. Speaking to reporters after the talks, Macron said while no consensus was reached on deployment, France could not rule out a potential later need for it to ensure Russia... Oh, you cheese-eating surrender monkeys! You're not going to fight a damn war or spend a dollar! You're a front for us, you idiots! Macron, that scarecrow wife of his. George in Naperville. Sean, can you tell us again about Xi Jinping and Biden in the mountains and all the possibilities... He's Joe Biden is grasshopper. Xi Jinping is the old blind monk who uh, makes sure he destroys America while he pretends to travel around and solve crimes. Chuck in Dullivan. So I'm on a job site today in Kenosha. I'm building a car wash and four guys pull up in a car and they couldn't speak English. And I got one of the Mexican drywallers over there. I go, what do you want? What are you looking for? And they go, we're from Ecuador and we know how to do concrete and block work. And I go, where'd you get that car? It's got Texas license plates on it. They said they got it from the money from the government, from the two grand that was given to each and every one of them when they pulled in. And then I said, how did you know how to come to Kenosha? And they had phones that were given to them by our government, and it showed a picture, and it was a sign, and it said, go to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Nice. Well, you're lucky you didn't end up kidnapped. That's how you know they weren't Venezuelans. Thank you very much. Oh, come on. Really? Come on. Are you unaware of what's going on in Venezuela? Oh, Venezuela. It's a boomtown in Venezuela. In fact, they're at 20-year lows for murder rates. And I find that particularly funny because one thing that uh, Venezuela was known for over the last, say, 20 years is exactly the opposite of that. In fact, Venezuela was struggling with all kinds of crime after Maduro and Chavez turned it into a third-world hellhole. It's lunchtime, and bodyguard Larry Ruiz paces up and down outside a posh Caracas restaurant, waiting for his wealthy client. The street is usually full of armored cars and bodyguards, a sign of the times. Before, there were areas that were more secure. Now nowhere is safe. Not even for him. Ruiz explains that killing bodyguards and taking their weapons has become a status symbol for criminals. I'm invited to follow his client's heavily armored car. His job, he says, is to confront the criminals while the would-be kidnapped victim escapes. That's what American cities are turning into right before your eyes because Venezuela worked in conjunction with the Biden administration and emptied the prisons when the office tramp known as the vice president went on her Central and South American tour. We told you about Republicans and their new Commitment to America plan. It does focus on the economy, safety, and government accountability. Congressman Tony Gonzalez, Republican from Texas, joins us now. Sir, your district is on the border. What does the Commitment to America plan do for the border? Yeah, every American deserves a safe community. And what this commitment to America does, it focuses on doing exactly that. Whether you're like my district in Texas, 42% of the southern border, Del Rio, Eagle Pass, Uvalde, San Antonio, El Paso, or whether you're in Pittsburgh, just out, I'm just outside of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, or anywhere else in America, everyone deserves to feel safe in their community. What are House Republicans going to do? We're going to end catch and release. We're going to ensure that there's technology and border, and we're going to ensure that the, the power of the purge resides in the house that's what they did none of that that was from 10 months ago
And what they know is what you and I are experiencing, just like Lake and Riley's parents experienced the other day. All it is, they don't even scream. Here, go. Here, go. I want you to know that we had Venezuela already emptied out of their prisons. I don't know if you're aware of that. They did it like six months ago. What does he know, Squirrel? He just works for our border security and the intel. That's all he is. He doesn't know anything. Just ask a Democrat. No, it was intel. It was intel. It was intel. They emptied other prisoners six months ago, eight months ago, and we had that thing on it. And they're probably already <laughs> So the government knew that Venezuela emptied out their prisons and sent their scum to America, which is why they're responsible for every act of violence, every rape every robbery, and every murder that takes the life of our beautiful American youth. We'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. He's leaving. First day. The destruction that was created by allowing Joe Biden to follow through on the greatest election theft in American history is what we live with on a daily basis. A majority of Biden's executive orders revolve around immigration, DACA protections, reinstated, travel ban to seven Muslim-majority countries, lifted, expansion of immigration enforcement, stopped, construction of the border wall, halted, deferrals of deportations for Liberians, extended, an order excluding undocumented immigrants from the census, rescinded. The restriction on diversity and inclusion training within federal agencies is lifted and workplace discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity is oh. prohibited. Wow, look at that one, Squirrel. That one's good. Good news. Good news. Welcome back at 1213. As the investigation continues to the death on the University of Georgia campus, newly filed affidavits are revealing more about 22-year-old Lake and Riley's murder. Madison Scarpino has the latest. The man charged in the murder of a nursing student on the University of Georgia campus is accused of disfiguring her skull, according to newly filed arrest affidavits. Police say the suspect, Jose Ibarra, also dragged 22-year-old Lakin Riley to a secluded area to conceal her death. A complete autopsy report is not expected for several weeks. The developments come as hundreds of people gathered for a vigil on Monday, trying to... No, that's thousands. Thousands, and they're not people, they're students, who will remember that the Democrat mafia is responsible for exactly what happened to their classmate. To make sense of this tragedy. If you see something, say something. That is the best way to honor these lives going forward. That's a Democrat who's in charge of the school, who thinks those words mean anything. That school hired this illiterate third world savage's brother. We all carry that responsibility now. Meanwhile, ICE confirms Ibarra illegally entered the U.S. in 2022 and had previously been arrested in New York City. But authorities released him before they could issue a detainer. You know what he was arrested for in New York City, Squirrel? He molested a child. And he walked away to kill this girl days later. It comes as New York City Mayor Eric Adams calls for changes to the sanctuary city law. We need to modify the the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. Back in Georgia. Hey, moron. Hey, Democrat 
fracking moron. That should happen anyway, you idiot. You and your Democrat cohorts nullified immigration law. Not only that, your George Soros-backed DAs made certain that the honest people will be victims for as long as you're in charge of anything because you protect the murderers, the criminals, the carjackers, the gangbangers. You are the problem, Democrat moron. Just some lawmakers have called Athens a sanctuary city. Mayor Kelly Gertz denies the claim, saying they comply with Georgia's law banning that. Still, what happened? Six months ago, you declared yourself a sanctuary city. Democrat scourge? People here calling for more safety. The death of Lake and Riley has completely devastated me because this could have been my son. This could have been the daughter of my friends. The dis- of course it could have been. Why didn't you think that way first? You know, it's sickening to wait for idiots to catch up to common sense in reality, isn't it? Brian, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Uh, angle, a different angle on this Letitia James, Judge Lefty. You know, Are you sure it's Letitia? I don't see a, a Letitia. I see Letitia. But go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Fine. Uh, why isn't anybody talking about this aspect? If, the, if Trump is, in fact, guilty, I don't buy it for a minute, but if he is, and if those bankers testified in his favor that they did their due diligence and they were satisfied with the terms and nobody lost money on and on it goes how are those bankers not co-conspirators co-conspirators excuse me with trump in this supposed crime why is nobody talking about this? well what this represents to me and you're right i agree with that premise but what this represents to me is that any business that is not sanctioned approved by or overseen by your local Democrat governments is now illegitimate in America. This is no crime. There is no such thing as a crime. This is about what this country was based on, contract law and agreements between citizens, not government. See, but now the government has the power in Democrat ghettos like New York or Chicago that if they don't like you, they will prosecute you in the absence of crime but because they don't like you. That's all this is. So the answer to your question is simply that. They don't like Donald Trump more than they don't like the banks. That's it. But that that being said... Why isn't anybody talking about that? Maybe they will. I did it on the first day. This is no crime. The government has no authority in an agreement between citizens. None. But look at us. You live... Well, you live in Indiana, you smart son of a gun. Right north of you (laughs) is an entire state where business owners cannot hire people based on an agreement between them and the worker. They have to cut in the Sandinistas, known as the Chicago Democrats. They have to agree. The Sandinistas decide what a mom-and-pop business pays an employee. This is how you backdoor nationalize everything. It's brilliant when you think about it. Because all of the lawyers, all of the lawyers who love the law, the American law, they don't love it as the shield. They love it as the spear. And that's how you get two judges who sit on an on an investment vehicle called the Table of Wisdom LLC with a convicted alderman scum gangster. And they've made a fortune for decades because he's as corrupt as they come and they profit from it. So all the lawyers will sit on their thumbs. That's exactly what they'll do when you are exactly correct. But understand the overarching threat. It is if you are not approved, if you didn't bribe, 
a government official with a campaign contribution, you now are guilty of a crime because you took a loan out on an asset. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, welcome to America. It's just like Venezuela without the filth. Uh, Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Yeah, what needs to happen, there needs to be a moratorium. And if they are going to come in the future, you know what? They're going to have to get a vaccine, a COVID vaccine, just like we were forced to get one. How about that? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You really. I. I. I don't hate. I don't hate anybody that much. Where I would force them to get a vaccine, but I'm not a Democrat. Thank you very much. He caved their skull in, squirrel. This. Did you take a look at him? Looks like somebody got to him first. He's got one of those heads. You know, like when your parents drink and you got that stupid look on your face and you got that that funnel shaped head. District attorney here says they're bringing in a top trial attorney to help prosecute Ibarra, but the DA says that her office has not yet received the case. In Athens, Georgia... You didn't receive the case? What do you mean you didn't receive the case? Biggest case in the country! Or is it? It's just the perfect case to continue to raise money for the criminals. After all, that's what this is all about. This isn't about the border. Joe Biden broke it on his first fracking day. This is about funding the oligarchs that Joe Biden sold out to decades and decades ago. I want to thank the leaders for being here today. We got a lot of work to do. We got to figure out how we're going to keep uh, funding the government, which is an important problem, an important solution we need to find. And I think we can do that. And uh, and Ukraine, I think the need is urgent. I hope we get to speak to that a little bit. And uh, I think the consequences of inaction every day in Ukraine are dire. I've been speaking to some of our... our Ask Lake and Riley's parents if it's dire now. You feeble fascist moron traitor and thief. Also known as the highest politician in the Democrat mafia. Anthony McHenry. Sean, how are you? Um, I wanted to make, before I make my point, I wanted to say one quick thing that uh, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch, they're bringing the case against Byrd, who murdered Ashley Babbitt. So oh, there is going to be, be some justice. Good. And what I, what I wanted to say was Trump's going to be down there at the border. Why doesn't he confront Biden? Wouldn't that just be amazing? <laughs> he goes to exactly right in his yeah. face and yeah. gives it right back at him. Hey, it, would be, it would be great, but Joe Biden doesn't know it. He wouldn't know it. Did you, do you watch him? You know, I have to watch these clips. First of all, the fact that the American people don't ridicule he's leaving from the luggage compartment on air force one he can't (laughs) walk down the stairs where the people sit somebody has to carry him on one of those little walkers down to the luggage department and they pray he doesn't take a header down the seven stairs left it's a disgrace but that's what democrats are he's actually perfect representation of the american democrat mafia 312-642-5600 Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Now, Squirrel, when I play this clip, I know you get aggravated because you understand KJP is a bald-faced lying roach. I know you get it, but I want you to keep in mind, she's also an economic genius, Squirrel. For instance... She only has made $200,000 a year in her entire life for any job she's ever had. Yet, she has a net worth of $14 million. A mathematical impossibility. So she's a phenomenal investor, Squirrel. Pay attention. Not only that, she got the job because she's a lesbian. Didn't 
anything new that you can share about the president's visit to the border on Thursday? Does he have any plans to announce any executive actions? So I don't have anything to, I'm not going to get ahead of the president, don't have anything to, to uh, announce at this time. We've, sp we've spoken to executive actions. I've spoken to that many times. Uh, we think the bottom line is the way to have dealt with this uh, border, the challenge that we see at the border, what we see with this immigration, a broken immigration system that has been broken for decades, is if we, if Republicans have moved forward uh, with, um, uh, with the bipartisan deal that came out of the Senate. But instead of... Oh! Oh, trip! Ebola. What about the bill you didn't pass 10 months ago? You know, the one that would have prevented the death of Lake and Riley. How, oh, what about that one? You, you don't want to you don't want to entertain that one. And what about the executive orders that you don't want to talk about that Joe Biden perpetrated on his very first day that created this problem we all have? and that Lake and Riley's parents are crying for today. A majority of Biden's executive orders revolve around immigration, DACA protections, reinstated, travel ban to seven Muslim-majority countries, lifted, expansion of immigration enforcement, stopped, construction of the border wall, halted, deferrals of deportations for Liberians, extended, an order excluding undocumented immigrants from the census, rescinded. The you don't want to talk about that. No, no, no. There's nothing we could do except fund Ukraine. If you want your border secure. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how's it going? Good. You know, I'm tired of hearing this stuff, Sean. I'm tired of hearing it every day. I'm tired of hearing uh, Don Pierre and the weakness of the reporters and the same merry-go-round and the, and the uh, we're being uh, basically held hostage because we have to fund a bunch of other countries that are, in many cases, despotic and just as ugly as the countries that this this president shipping money to why is it time now where parents and 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 leaders i i, I use larry clayman's name uh when i uh, talk to carlene about getting on i mean why can't we just start going after politicians and say your job is to protect us we are suing you you are not protecting us as a matter of fact you are exposing us to dangers on purpose politicians to start Pol working on our side because yeah, you know what sean Every day, it's the same thing. Turn on the news in Chicago, same thing. All that cha changes is the total. This know? is why what I tell you, you know, the Larry Clayman is an interesting case. I, I have had the pleasure of uh, getting to know him. Brilliant guy. There's a reason he lives in an area where the politicians do exactly what you're complaining about. You see, what you have to realize is this isn't a nationwide problem. This is a Democrat mafia problem. That's the issue at hand. And I know, and by the way, it's going to get worse. Because when you see the insanity of what's happening with Venezuela having 20-year low crime rates because they emptied their prisons and they're here, there will be a thousand more Lake and Rileys. There will be until you go to areas where it doesn't happen. For instance, I mean, I can only tell you about the one I live in. There are very few, if any, illegal aliens and the ones that are here are terrified because a year ago ron DeSantis and the republicans of florida said if you even hire them you will have a fifty thousand dollar fine and f one year in prison you as the employer so now employers won't hire them so they voluntarily left that's the way it is supposed to be and by the way i use florida because i'm very familiar with it but this took place in 27 states there are only the handful of Democrat mafia ones that continue. I'd love to know that list of, 
I'd love to know that list of 27 states. I'm going to look it up now. Because look it up. Look it up. A, you can find it on Convention of the States website, I believe. But look it up, because this is what your government is supposed to do. What I try to do every day is let you know, if someone tells you they're a Democrat, they're telling you they are anti-American. They are telling you they do not believe in the principles this nation was built on. And for decades, they have worked tirelessly to undermine those principles. They are Sandinistas like Bernie Sanders, like Johnson in Chicago. This is who they are. What's funny is when you watch the stupid ones like Eric Adams, who obviously doesn't know what sanctuary means. The stupid moron that he is. So you have that where they're just too stupid to know what a Democrat is. But you're not. That's why fear them, reject them. They have no, don't, do not tolerate their input into your life. Use your judgment. If I accomplish anything, it's believe yourself. That's all you need to do. That's what your grandfather did. That's why this nation rejected collectivism. That's why politicians on the Republican side that would have continued to fund this the way Mike Johnson has done and will do for the entire year would have been thrown out of office. You should be cheering for him to be removed. You should be calling Gates or whoever will make sure that Mike Johnson can be removed because now is the only time in the last hundred years where it only takes two or three decent Republicans to throw out Mike Johnson and demand. Because if you don't stand for anything, you will bow for everything. Just ask the great people still trapped in Illinois. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's hard to quantify the true cost of Obamacare. The facts of the data of just the destruction to our health care system, I don't think, does it justice. There's no way to really tell how many businesses and individuals went bankrupt after the implementation of Obamacare. Or the divorces that followed, the turmoil as people lose their businesses and livelihoods. But one thing's for certain, you can quantify the fact that 50% less hospitals, 50% less health care providers, and an increase in insurance premiums that is parabolic, if I'm kind, 400% in most cases, and the lack of insurance companies that are still available for you to choose from have been dwindled by dozens How do you talk about the people that lost their jobs there? You don't, right? You just refer to it as Obamacare and you recognize the destruction. But the good news is, in America, there's still an opportunity to rebuild something. My next guest is a doctor who is working on that tirelessly, from what I can tell. He is a family medicine specialist and the founder of Atlas MD, an ideal medical practice where he is able to somehow shrug off the burdens and restrictions of government fascism fascism and insurance regulation he is doctor now he claims his name is pronounced umber but it's such a fancy name i really want to call him dr josh umber but i guess we'll call him dr umber how are you i'm doing great thanks for that intro thank you very much uh it's fascinating because i i remember complaining about my old insurance premium as a small businessman when it was 537 dollars i was aggravated when it became 2400 dollars i had to take a radio gig the reality is it is nothing but absolute and total fascistic takeover of our healthcare system the way I see it. 
How do you see it? You know, I think uh, uh, if good people don't do anything, then the the negative side of it fills in the gaps, right? We've left it up to the government or insurance. And they're, they're the last people we should be asking to fix this problem. I think that's kind of the... Um, uh, yeah, the real problem is we complain that they broke it, but really, if they're not providing medical care, I don't know if they can fix it. I think it really, I blame the doctors. It's the doctors who aren't actively working on building a better system that doesn't require as much government or as much insurance. Um, you know, that's the only path I, I think that actually has legs. Well, well, it's interesting because in the beginning of the implementation, um, I had a young family at the time, and it was funny. The doctor who um, helped my daughter come into the world could not afford her insurance premium, went out of business. She went into the medical sales industry. An old family doctor that I had known, uh, brilliant guy. I mean, brilliant. It was like a $40,000 fee to have him hire somebody and come in and put all of his files on. He just said, I don't need it anymore, and he went out of business. So. There, I get your point, but at a certain point when you are facing bankruptcy as a healthcare provider, what were you to do when it was such a vague set of rules? I mean, after all, when they passed it, it was thousands of pages nobody read. People overnight became felons who were doctors the night before, right? It, you know, it was. It was ridiculous. The old, uh, we have to pass it to find out what's in it. And <laughs> they didn't even read it, but they expect every doctor to read it. And, and But it's an unwinnable game. And I think that's the point is the only way to win it is to play a different game. It is for docs to innovate past that. As long as you're asking, you know, the government to, to pay it, they get to pick the tune. And and they're going to keep making these rules so that they, uh, in the words of one of my uh, uh, patients, leverage bureaucracy against you. Uh, yeah. If As soon as you figure it out, they'll change the rules. So um, that's why, again, innovation has to come from the bedside, not from uh, the the politician pulpit. So the only way that really you, there's still a window is concierge medicine, correct? Well, we'd probably call it direct care now. I think that's the, the bigger term because it feels more inclusive of the affordability for patients everywhere. But yeah, um, in the same way that Netflix beat Blockbuster by figuring out a way to eliminate you know, uh, late payments, direct care, concierge care is figuring out a way to eliminate co-pays. And, you know, as you give that doctor the, uh, if you put the blame on the doctor, they get the responsibility to fix it too. And so uh, if meds are expensive, then doctors start going to the manufacturers and the wholesalers. And then you realize, well, I can get 90% of medicines, 90% less. I can get a mm-hmm. thousand amlodipine blood pressure pills for $8 from the manufacturer. There's just no need to insure this, right? Three yeah. years of medicine. Um, and so, and there's all kinds of examples like that. And, and the really inverse mental model here, the, the, the shocking piece is the solution is less insurance. So we keep trying to insure everything, but that's the only industry we do that. We don't try to keep you know, insuring gasoline or windshield wipers or car washes, uh, but we assume insurance is the only way to pay for health care. Once know, we change that paradigm, it, it fixes it. Well, insurance, is, as I see it, is a scam that was created by two bookmakers. It's an absolute fraud. Uh, it only exists because of the political climate that it uh, creates it as a necessity. I'm lucky enough to be somewhat old. I remember when doctors came to the house for $40, which was at that time big money. 
Uh, if yeah. they thought you were poor, they charge you ten. But doctors had the discretion to charge the patients, and, and and in some cases, they were able to to perform acts in in the form of charity. This is something I find fascinating that was never explored: to give and incentivize healthcare providers to give their services away by not taxing them on the income they make money on. You know, it's fascinating how willing people are to turn over life itself to the government when all they do is deliver chaos and mayhem. You know, when did this come to fruition where insurance companies were able to make the rules? Um, you know, I mean, it, it really started at the beginning of insurance during World War II when, uh, you know, at, when there were wage freezes, they started having employers offer this as a benefit. But before that, in the 1920s and 30s, it was what they called prepaid medical, which is basically a membership. One of my favorite lines is, if you want a new idea, read an old book. And so for us, for $50 a month, we offer unlimited home visits and telemedicine visits and office visits and things. And so um, when you do so remove for, that insurance. 600 a year. 600 a year. I call Dr. Uh, uh, Lumber, as I like to say it, Lumber or uh, umber, as you like to say it, but I call mm-hmm. you up and, you, and you, you, you FaceTime me and say, what's the problem? And I say, it hurts when I cough, and you say, stop coughing, right? I mean, but the, the point of the matter is, you've managed to, to negotiate it back to the way it used to be. How are they right. allowing you to do this? Well, we've been doing it 15 years, and the movement is growing, you know, 30% year over year. Uh, and the reason we can't, they can't really stop us. That's the nice part. But by just not taking insurance... Uh, then you kind of have to problem solve, well, how am I going to provide value to the patient? And they can't afford the insurance they have. They hate their co-pays. We hate the paperwork. So somewhere in there, there's a win-win-win situation, and, and it's direct care. So then, like a membership for Netflix or a membership for Costco, then you get everything else at cost. And if it works in those other industries, it, it works here. So then you get unlimited visits, and you don't have a copay. And if you need stitches, they're free. If you need an EKG, it's free because it costs me forty cents, right? Wow. That's the true. People want to talk about the price of healthcare, and I think that's the wrong question. What is the cost of healthcare? The cost is what it, you know. It, it's me to get it. The price is what I, I make you pay me for it. And the coffee in the waiting room is eighty cents a cup. Right. This analogy <laughs> pre-inflation used to be 30 cents and 70 cents, you know, but, uh, yeah. you know, times are rising. But, but that's the fact. we can absorb the cost of the EKG because you're a customer and we want to do the best care for you so that you keep coming back for the membership. Just like Costco wants to keep bringing you value that, you well, know, <laughs> you appreciate. And so then all that combined, you lower your insurance premiums by 30 to 60 percent. So we have a fix for this. We just have to apply it. Now, you're making so much less money than if you were in on the scam. For instance, Joe Biden's brother, who can't spell medical, if I gave him the M-E-D and the C-L, can't spell it. He was a consultant on the board of AmeriCorps and made hundreds of thousands of dollars for him, his wife, and his ugly kid for doing nothing. Because there's a lot of money in government insurance, right? There's a lot of money in Obamacare. I remember when half-assed wise guys were opening up those uh, corner MRI things and charging Medicare thousands and tens of thousands for those things, right? Well, it's definitely a flawed system where, you know, they they don't pay for everything, but when they do pay, they overpay. And so they're they're just bad at it. Um, the, in this model, the physician can make still a, a great income, providing more care more often for less money. 
and you know, same day appointments, 30 minute appointments, 60 minute appointments. Again, the free procedures, the you know, follow up every day of the week if you need to, depending on what you know we're, we're monitoring, um, all for no additional fee. That's how the market responds to a healthcare need. If, if I get to bill insurance for everything, I will, and that just runs up the cost. And and you know that's basically what Medicare turned into. They never meant for it to be, but um, you know that's it, become that. I I just read an article. They steal a hundred billion a year. One hundred billion a year is stole from Medicare and Medicaid. It's a staggering amount, and no but one ever speaks of it. it. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Right. So, and, and look how few people go to jail for it. And so it's inefficient in, in, all around. And yet the doctors can't get paid. Well, and the other thing is it's, it's an interesting field, right? Because it's almost the perfect field. Number one, life itself, nobody gets out alive. It's the only thing that is certain on the planet. You are going to die. I am going to die. We are all going to die. Uh, but if you can build upon that fear... The next thing you know, you can have people coming in with a sub sandwich in one hand and a pizza in the other, complaining about the fact that they've got pains in their knees rather than focusing on the fact they're 500 fracking pounds. So a lot of it is due to the lifestyle choices of the patient themselves. What do you do in that case? Because government has decided those are the virtuous citizens in our society. Well, I, I think that's kind of the, the funny thing, you know, art of war, uh, if the soldier makes mistake, blame the general. The fact that people haven't been able to take great care of their health for the last 20, 30, 40 years is in part because doctors put a copay on everything. Because doctors said, we won't take care of you if you don't have insurance. So we won't do a $2 blood sugar test um, and, and give you a penny a pill metformin unless you have $1,500 a month insurance that we can bill the $2 test at $100 and the you know, medicine at you know, 2 or $3 a day. So we 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 owe a, a lot of apologies to our patients. If we took an oath of do no harm, that means do no financial harm, and, and we've done nothing but financial harm by having a system so broken that we cared more about your insurance than your health. So then, yeah, I understand the health got worse and worse because they never were able to access the doctor. So we've got a, a lot of work to reverse that for sure, but um, patients – not all, but that when you give them an affordable option, they, they generally embrace it. You know what's fascinating to me? I, I, I don't deny that there has been medical advancements. There, there truly has been. I mean, there's some amazing stuff that goes on, and it's, it's wonderful in, 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 in certain individuals. But when you look at the broader specter of society and you go back hundreds and hundreds of years and you see the difference in um, people that had passed away hundreds of years ago at 85, 86, whether you're talking about old philosophers or you're talking about uh, old writers. It's fascinating to me to see a guy in the year 1512 who was 87 years old. There's actually a lot of stuff that can be done if people just are aware to take care of themselves and don't abuse their body. Do you think this is something that goes unexplained by our healthcare uh, uh, industry as it exists today? No, I, I think it's a... Um, uh an odd compliment to how good of a life we have it is they couldn't be obese. There, there wasn't <laughs> enough food around. Yeah. Right. And so um, the, this aspect of it is that we have, it's so good and we're so comfortable. We have so many resources that we can overuse those resources. Um, uh, gout, for example, even, you know, hundreds of years ago was called the rich man's disease. Now anybody can get gout. 
um, because it's from eating too much. And so the few people that could eat too much then would would get these diseases. But now uh, something only uh, 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 applicable to the rare air um, back then is is now something um, when people on food stamps could get just because yeah. they have enough access to the, the the foods that trigger gout. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird. We, we have so much abundance, we don't even appreciate it. We've all been victims of uh, government medical bureaucracies over the last three and a half years like none other. When you see them uh, making up excuses for uh, recognition that they were guessing the whole time when it came to masks and when it came to the reaction to COVID and the six feet, and you realize that the studies they quoted were oftentimes paid for by the government. I mean, I have lost complete and total faith in any government bureaucracy whatsoever. I'm wondering, as a doctor, did you ever have any? Or is this something that was known in the medical profession, that there's a lot of money in government medicine where they never really have to practice uh, the way you do? Well, I, I think it's a misalignment of interests. Um, you know, people tell themselves the end justifies the mean, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And and uh, and then what they don't realize is as they're frustrating people, they're making them lose faith. Um, you know, the science, good science should be messy. There's not always a perfect answer. I don't know if we should throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I do worry that um, the political turmoil around a vaccine for COVID will carry over for years into other very safe, very helpful, you know, vaccines like vaccines for cancer that they're developing. But now, you know, that's the the scar from the injustifies the means is, is you've left people not trusting you. And then now you can't go do good things later. So the government will ultimately have to earn back a lot of trust if, if that's possible um, by you know, behaving correctly. Uh, there's still a lot of good people in science and government, but yeah, mistakes were made. Yeah, one of my favorite um, favorite examples of, of mistakes being made regardless of fact is when Dr. Robert Malone came out and said, I don't like what I'm seeing. Here's one of the patent holders of the mRNA vaccine. And when you realize that, you know, Viagra was tested for 10 years, uh, before it was released to the people, and you saw this in a in a political fashion as they rushed to this this new technology, which uh, didn't have a lot of answers. Is this something you were behind, or were you like me, and I wouldn't put that in my arm for ten million dollars? How did you feel about it? I'm curious from your position. Well, you know what I explain to patients, like a lot of vaccines, is. Um, you're, you make a strong point about the testing of other meds for a long time when you have time. And there's plenty of argument that we take too much time there when people need help. But in the middle of an infectious thing that we've never been through before, you're looking at vaccines where it's like making a chocolate chip cookie. This is my example to patients. And we know all the ingredients in the chocolate chip cookie. Now we're just changing the chip. How much of that do you need to retest? And so, um, and... Uh, it's, again, a, a testament to modern science that we were able to genetically modify this because we were working on SARS vaccines since 2005. So, you know, it's the old 20 years to be an overnight success. Um, it was based on a lot more data, poorly executed because people shouldn't feel pushed into things. Um, it became political. If it wasn't political, um, you know, uh, I think everything would have been different. But if you look at every flu shot each year, we don't retest it because we don't have time because we don't know what variant is going to be common. So 
we pick the what we think is going to be the most common variant, write that, you know, change that chip, but everything else about the process has been tested over and over. So it's nuanced. Um, yeah. I think it was, you know. Uh, are you shocked at the amount of countries that are paying their citizens who have been vaccine injured? Or do you think it's um, time that we admit that there's a problem and we should pay them? That's, you know, no, where, I, where I, I am. I think that's very tough um, because tracking things like that, um, and this is true of any medication study, um, there's a reason like why nausea is the most common side effect of any trial medication is yeah. because um, you know, there's a placebo effect. And even the placebo has the side effect of nausea. And testing these things um, gets, gets complicated and tracing these things back where you're not talking about one factor, you're talking about you know, countless factors. Depression will weaken your immune system. So was it the shot that you got or was it depression because of the politics, because staying home, because not being in the sun, because not exercising, because, you know, alcoholism skyrocketed. There's so many factors, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to throw the vaccine under the bus. Uh, oh, I'll throw that we'll son say. of a gun. I, I would I would throw that on there. I, and, and I understand, you know, I'm supposed to be, oh, I... I, I, I am on one side or I'm on the other. That, to me, is something that I think will go down in, in, in history of this country and the world as arguably the greatest mistake mankind made in the name of helping people. I really do. And, you know, every well, day that I, goes yeah, by... I would really disagree. I think mRNA vaccine technology will cure cancer. And it's already being used in HIV vaccines successfully. Really? So we got to, I think, be careful with the rhetoric a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm again, big on the, the rhetoric. Yeah, I well, but, but the government rollout, flaw, yeah. 100%, right? But if we say all vaccine technology, what I see is, is you know, w w there's a um, measles epidemic going on right now because when you have measles, you, you'll spread it to 18 people on average. It's one of the most contagious things we have. And so and we, we've lowered the doses of measles vaccines because we were so good at eradicating it. And now it's popping back up because for lots of reasons people don't trust the government anymore and wow. we're seeing a very direct response to that which is going to be and you, you got know, 14 very, million people here who they had never had any vaccines there there's another instance that you have an infiltration of a lot of infected people you know and it's there's a lot of moving parts here but one thing's for sure the government has screwed up every aspect of it as far as i can see and i don't know how they're going to put that toothpaste back in the tube when you get somebody like me who was pretty rational prior to this and i i i have to tell you i would not put a thing in my body after this that's approved by the cdc so you've got that to deal with but i love the fact that you're providing the house visits and the, the FaceTime for reasonable amounts of money and that you're changing the trajectory of this government insurance bureaucracy that's the part i love and where can they go to find out more about your company uh i would just google your city and direct care that's the movement that's uh the the mission so um, that's how we're trying to fix healthcare. Now, Doctor Umber, I mean, it's 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 a beautiful name. U M B E H R. You're sure you don't want to go with Umber? Mm -hmm. All right, fair enough. I appreciate you making time for me. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. 
Not for $10 million would I put that in my arms, bro. Not me! But not everybody agrees. It's all right. Jan in Hoffman Estates. Hey, Sean. You are the best for the best show on AM560. Oh, my question you. is to you. is How is the Federal Reserve going to sell $10 trillion worth of <laughs> treasury notes and nobody wants to buy them, so they're just going to buy them themselves? How does that work out? Well, that's... Referred to, I mean, what's it? What it is is open market purchases. But what the Federal Reserve does, so they don't have to disclose it, is they call it open market operations, and it is the way to constantly, constantly increase the money supply without the American people saying okay, without the representatives doing it. It's really diabolical, man, and it could only exist in a corrupted system. The fact that they even are allowed to do it, let alone the vagueness of disclosures, and then you look at the repo market. And the fact is that they're spending hundreds of billions a night. Nobody knows. Nobody talks about it. In other words, you know how it works. It's like uh, when it, the butter in, at the Mercantile Exchange, one of my favorite markets. It would trade Fridays at like a very specific time for like six seconds because that was all the amount of people that wanted to buy it, right? So they would do any more trading in butter, and there'd be like two more trades. But the reason that they had to expose it to the market is it had to be legitimate. If there was no buyers, the market closed. If it closed in five seconds or 15 seconds, this is a market that doesn't exist, but it imitates demand. And every time they do it, every time they flood the money supply, unbeknownst to the Americans, which is why when you go to Wendy's today, it's 20% higher than it was before Joe Biden stole the office. It's the bastardization of our money. And it's a scam. And it could not operate in a, in a, in a, in a system that had any kind of oversight or any kind of rules to it. But the Federal Reserve has neither. There are no over there is no oversight. There are no rules. The rules are whatever these freaks say they are. And people get mad, oh it's it it's the commerce there, it's the treasury. All true. But it is the only entity that has no regulation and it's the one that needs the most. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Mm. Open market operations. Doesn't that sound sophisticated? It's a bunch of frauds kicking out demand that doesn't exist by the American people, by foreign governments. And then, Jan, what's interesting is if you look at in our foreign policy, it's like uh, our NATO, where we send money, and, but they have to buy it from very specific com- companies in America. When we give money to these foreign governments, they have to buy a certain percentage of our debt. What do you mean you have to? Because there is no freedom in a corrupt society. It's all corrupt. The entire monetary system of America is completely bastardized to a money laundering Ponzi scheme, which is why politicians go out and say, we have a strong economy, and nobody wants to focus on the fact it's because you're printing money constantly, unbeknownst to Americans. It's a fraud. Sorry. But now you know. Thanks, John. Thank you, Jan. David and Lansing is upset about pizza. Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, AM560 is the best station in the Chicago area by far. I just want to Not owned that. by the Nazi sympathizer and the guy who collected the assets of his fellow Jews, George Soros, either, and never will be. Go ahead. That's good. Uh, I was listening to your last guest, and I agree with you that we have to take care of ourselves, our health, with our diet, because the medical system is so screwed up, we can't rely on them. I do agree, but I do have a disagreement, too. All right. Um, you unfairly picked on pizza and sub sandwiches, which I consider health foods. I delivered pizzas for six because it was uh, a health food. All right, sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there is some pizza. You get the regatta cheese, 
with the garlic and the jalapenos. That's the way I like it. Thin crust, well done. All right, maybe a health food. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, John, how you doing tonight? Wonderful, Rich. How are you? Good. Listen, what, what I wanted to say is uh, that these uh, talks that they keep having about the border and everything, <laughs> they, shouldn't have, they shouldn't have any more talks. There's nothing to talk about. They either close the border where nobody comes across. They don't let anybody else across the border, especially what happened to this uh, this uh, young woman, this uh, Lake and Riley. Uh, Lake and Riley, this Lake and Riley, who was uh, murdered by this by this illegal that came across the border. And if they can't do that, if uh, if this Mike uh, Johnson caves in, they should relieve him. They should vote him out and vote in. And I know you may laugh about this. Is Marjorie Taylor Green because she's the only one that made any sense that said that this. That this fat moron. She doesn't need their money, be though. Given the death penalty, okay? she doesn't need. The, she doesn't need their money. See, the reason that these political whores like Mike Johnson get it. Mike Johnson's a bust out. Mike Johnson didn't have it, any money. So when he got in there, thing. when he got in there today, and they sat down with that weekend that Bernie's that moron drooling on himself and soiling his trousers, they said, "Listen, okay. Mike, you're going to shut your mouth." You're going to go out there and you're going to tell them how your biggest priority is keeping the government open. And once we kick out the hundreds of billions every night, we're going to make sure you wet your beak. That's how it works. And that's how you got this guy right here, Mike Johnson, a tiny traitor to your belief system. To talk first about our open border. I've been, I believe, in uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, going around the country, uh, appearing at events with my colleagues. and Fundraisers. You've been raising money on the demands for people to push back against the government mafia. And what you did on your first day back is you went in and you guaranteed they'll continue to rob us. We're hearing from the American people of all parties and all persuasions in all cities and all states. I don't care about all the people. I don't care about the sympathizers to the Marxists or the sympathizers to the illegal scumbag cartels. I don't give a rip what anybody who voted for Joe Biden says about anything. What do you think of that, dummy? who feel this acutely, they understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone. And it is top of mind. Yeah, easy there, swindler. They're affecting the family of Lake and Riley far more than they are Johnson. In fact, what's happened to your net worth since you grabbed the gavel? Huh? Profiteer of policy, you whore. Fine for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly. Oh, isn't, isn't the collapse of our society civilized? You see, Squirrel, he's a lawyer. Listen to how nice he is. And above all, when he gets done, he's going to say a prayer. In that room and, and again, one-on-one -on -one with the president. I think that's our responsibility uh, to bring that up. The other big priority for our country... Your responsibility is after you were in the room with that dimwit in diapers. After you saw the feeble fascist's inability to form a sentence is to come out and demand he be removed from office. That's your responsibility. But that's not what butters your bread. Right, traitor? That's not how you're going to end up worth that John Boehner money or Paul Ryan money. No, no, no. How you get that is you keep putting lipstick on the pig that is this fascistic gangster government. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We repelled an attack recently, but just barely. 
because they're better armed than us. The government only allows us to carry 25 rounds. Swallowing in crime just three years ago. What happens when we win back the majority? Are you going to build the wall if elected? Absolutely. Look, walls work. Infrastructure works. It's critical that we have this. This is a no-brainer. You're seeing the Biden administration now start to finish parts of the wall. So there's a lot of aspects of it. The other part of it, too, is to ensure that the fentanyl that's coming over, that there's laws in place to punish those that are killing our kids through this deadly drug. All of these things need to happen. We've seen how the House Democrats, Democrats in general, their failed policies. Now it's time to see House Republican policies. This commitment to America does exactly that. We have a plan, and then once we we uh, win the majority, it's time to execute that plan. Vice but President Harris says in Republicans poor neighborhoods of Caracas, it's even more dangerous. None of that happened. In fact, what you did is you funded the corrupt government, and now you're playing ball, and you're going to do it even more, right, Mike Johnson? Country, of course is the funding of our government. And we have been working in good faith around the clock every single day for months and, and weeks and over the last several days, quite literally around the clock, to get that job done. We're very optimistic. I, I... Well, you suck. You're working quite literally around the clock. What are you doing? Playing naked twister? Because you're not doing a damn thing. You're not even passing bills you already passed. You're not even pushing for it. You're not even calling the dimwit in diapers what he is, a traitor who has dementia. Glenn in Orlando now, show off. <laughs> hey, Sean. Listen, police are warning all women not to jog within 2,000 miles of an open border. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you gave me an idea. Maybe on the weekend we'll go out, we'll hunt. We'll have a, a, a beautiful young girl. We'll go to a jogging thing and we'll send her out and see if we can shag any of these cartel members out. Thank oh, you very much. Out of space. Oh, yeah, exactly. Has anybody shivved? I'm, I'm in. Has anybody shivved that rat, narrow-headed morphodite? Did anybody shiv him yet? I want to know if I got to start that GoFundMe page. Glenn, you're in for two hundred. Thank you very much. Uh, Christine Palos Park. Hi, Sean. I recently figured out that our school board is asking taxpayers to approve a referendum, and they're just saying, "Oh, move money from one pot to another pot." But what it actually is is extending the bond payment for a bond that will be paid off this December. And so instead of getting a tax break on our property taxes, we'll just continue to pay more in order for them to shift money from what they don't need to pay off the bond into their operational pot um, for unfunded mandates put in place by the state that aren't required to be in place yet. But the do you think, board is Do you think... Do you think when this this is a shell game of deception, right? This is the, the find the queen under the cup, right? This is all this is. This is the New York Democrats scumbag uh, three card Monty. However, Christine, do you think ultimately when this when this fails and the people in Palos understand, you know what? We've been getting robbed. Not only that, if you inflationally adjust the value of our home over the last 20 years, we've lost money. Do you think maybe then they'll stop? supporting the mafia that's destroying their home values? You know, it's really depressing because I went to the school board meeting and I made a public comment, and the answers they gave on the website to my, my questions are just ridiculous. So I'm trying to start a campaign to put up yard signs, have a web page so people can actually understand that they're not only artificially inflating our property value, but they're keeping our taxes above the legal limits. And they're doing it by deceiving the taxpayers. Um, yes. And so it's not just the financial 
you know, institutions at the national level. It's all the way down at our local level. And so people just need to pay attention. Um, I love it, Christine. I love it. That's why people down here. what people are saying. That's why people down here, when they see that I have a, a number from Illinois and I call the broker to schedule a showing, the first thing the broker says to me, please don't move any Chicago Democrats here. Don't worry. Right. I won't even right. talk to those rats. Thank you very much, Christine. I appreciate it. Because they destroy everything they touch, just like the communi- communists and the Sandinistas. That's the new name squirrel. From now on, it's Chicago Sandinistas when we talk about Brandon Johnson and these communist bastards. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's been a very difficult Biden experience, American Dark Ages. It truly has. Now imagine being an expert in civil rights, civil justice, the First Amendment, the rule of law in this country, immigration law, government reform, and election law. That would make you chew on your steering wheel. My next guest has been chewing on his steering wheel for three and a half years. He is Hans von Spakovsky. How are you, Hans? I'm doing just fine. I like the new article, the 25th Amendment and the disabled president. I have said for years he couldn't get a job anywhere, even as a Walmart greeter or a night security guard. Yet here he is destroying the principles of everything I love about this country. Well, yeah, and you know, it's not just the special report of uh, 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 the special counsel, which um, was released just recently uh, in which Although he recommended, well, although, uh, although the special counsel said that uh, clearly Biden had violated uh, uh, law on classified documents, that he shouldn't be prosecuted because he's an elderly man with men- mental uh, <laughs> memory lapses. <laughs> Look, it, it wasn't just that that spurred this, but uh, I'm sure you saw that a couple of weeks ago he he was at a public event and he started talking about his first visit as president to the uh, G7 in Europe. And he started relating conversations he'd had there with uh, Helmut Kohl, the, the chancellor of Germany. Yeah, but he died. Who's dead. He's <laughs> dead. And also he related a conversation he had with uh, the president of France, uh, Mitterrand, who's been dead since the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what here's here's the problem with accepting Joe Biden. Joe Biden has always been a moron. He's always been a plagiarist and a boob. There's been comedians. The comedians are dead. Joe Biden's still alive. Joe Biden has always been a fraud when it comes to information. He's always been wrong. But you couple that with where we are today. In all, if Joe Biden were somehow related to me and I was ugly, if Joe Biden was related to me, I would say, wait a minute, didn't he have two aneurysms? Didn't Joe Biden have two aneurysms? It's clear he can't form a sentence. It's clear for everyone to see. Yet we are in 1984, where two plus two is five. This is what really sums up the Biden years. So in on one hand, isn't he exactly perfect for the kind of dystopian uh, uh, principles of the modern-day Democrat Party? 
Well, he is particularly because uh, he doesn't seem to be running things. I mean, he seems so uh, mentally infirm that it's very clear that whoever, I mean, there are people in the White House, obviously, um, liberal, radical activists, uh, including his wife, who I think are really running things and, and telling him what to do. I mean, it reminds me of uh, it's like history is repeating itself, because as you will recall, remember, President Wilson had a severe stroke in 1919, so, so bad that um, his wife hid his mental infirmity from the public, from Congress, even from members of his own staff. And she basically ran the government for the rest of his term. Isn't that what Mike Johnson just perpetrated today as he had a closed door meeting with him and he came out and he pretended he was capable? This is the part that I find infuriating is that for some reason we have people who have declared themselves the opposition to the mafia that destroyed my once great city and everywhere it touched called the Democrat Party. And they are going along with it. Now, you and I both know from what we've witnessed, because we're both politically uh, uh, involved and aware of the current circumstances that Joe Biden cannot carry on a conversation. But I just listened to Mike Johnson come out and say he met with him and he wants to work and we have to continue to fund the government. This to me is a bigger, bigger part of the problem, but also the silver lining because it reveals the fact that there are only 537 people it takes to corrupt an entire country built on the principles of righteousness and, 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 and Americanism, isn't it? Well, yeah, but look, it, it's, you're talking about the members of Congress, but um, don't leave out the fact that we have a fourth branch of government today, the administrative state, and we have all these career civil servants, uh, literally several million of them, in federal agencies and federal departments that uh, we can't vote of off, out of office who are unaccountable to voters and who every year those departments get bigger and they get more power. And that that's one of the biggest threats that we face. And this is why when, you know, during our tease for you, you know how much I enjoy talking to you, but more importantly, how important the Heritage Foundation is and all of the things that, that you and the Heritage Foundation focus on. And as you go down the litany of every principle of our nation the individuality the fact that it's built as a republic all of it none of it appears to be left and none of it appears to be representing all of those beautiful principles of our nation and i mean it whether it's the first amendment whether it's our very basic civil liberties what you saw with donald trump and the indication that democrat bureaucrats can destroy the principle of private business and private property and can intentionally put you into bankruptcy with the ultimate goal of putting you into prison. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop them from stopping Donald Trump by hook or crook. That's how I feel Joe Biden stole the, the last election. I refuse to, 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 as I go through the information, I was willing to look at it as you go through it, 20 million more votes than Barack Obama. It's, in, it's insanity what we're living through. And what's to stop it from happening again later this year? That's the biggest question I have. Well, look, a lot of that depends on what state you're in. I mean, we, we, we have a lot of dire circumstances, but um, 
remember, look, some states are much better <laughs> uh, than others. I mean, all you got to do is look at how everybody's leaving California and leaving New York and moving to places like Florida and Texas, where, for example, they don't have an income tax, where they actually believe in the Second Amendment and want to protect the Second Amendment. And so, like I said, a lot of it depends on what state you're in. By the way, those are also states that did a lot, their state legislatures did, to try to fill in some of the holes and vulnerabilities in the election process uh, in those states and actually have improved things. Yeah, you're still in bad shape if you're someplace like Nevada, California, and New York, but you're going to be in in much better uh, state uh, in in places like Florida and Texas. And that's why, Hans, the reason I love to talk to you is I believe that the answers are in our founding documents and in our rule of law. I believe in those documents and the rule of law of this country is what we should really be talking about. And that is the fact that there are certain areas in our country that are so corrupted they are beyond saving, and they will circle the wagons to keep certain that their leviathan goes unscathed in any kind of pretend election. We have devolved, in my opinion, to a a Soviet society, a European corrupt oligarchy. As you watch Nancy Pelosi and the hundreds of millions, and and the beat just goes on, and there are no repercussions. So in these Democrat areas, they're beyond saving. So shouldn't we be focusing on this election year? Because I don't believe Donald Trump will stay out of prison if he if he should manage to stay alive till November. I really don't. Uh, shouldn't we really be talking about what will happen after the Democrats secure the next election and how we move forward with the secession movement? As I see it, the only answer. And we can't ignore the gains uh, of Convention of the States, which is already basically a secession movement as they're working to nullify the federal government. So what do we do? <laughs> That's we do. That's not something I can answer in one minute because there are so many different things that we need to be doing. And we're we're fighting a multi front war because we're fighting at the local level at our school boards. We're fighting in state legislatures. We're trying to fight in Congress. And and like I said, it's a it's a multi front war um, and we're being successful in some places, in some states, and completely unsuccessful in others. You know, New York, New York being a good example. And what Joe Biden represents. Bad, I should say a bad, a bad example. <laughs> right. But what, what they represent, when you look at these failed corrupt politicians, it's irrelevant as to the scandals Eric Adams is involved in. Here's a guy riddled in scandal right now. The FBI, whatever, seizes his computer. None of it matters because the Democrat Party has successfully done something that I didn't think could be done. They bribed enough people in one form or another, be it jobs that you spoke of, 22 million people working for the federal government, municipal government, uh, state and, and, and county when you factor it all in. 22 million is a lot of people working, a lot of mouths that depend on that government getting its funding and the corruption staying in place. So when you realize that all of this is happening... The move, the way that I see it, is have the good people who are trapped in bad areas make certain if they can't. And I understand the reasons people can't. Parents and whatever, jobs and the rest of it. But make certain that at least your kids can go to a go to a different area and shore up the principles of our nation in these other better-run states and really focus on how we can peacefully get away from this kind of corruption. And I'm wondering, do you have confidence that you can still do it without a major conflict, because I'm not an advocate for any kind of war. I don't want any war anywhere. 
But th- there should be a, a, a ripcord that we could pull at this moment, because when you've got Joe Biden and the scandals, the 24 million in the accounts, everything that that we we've known for for years with the laptop that the FBI is protecting, not exposing. What do we do? I mean, shouldn't we prepare now? Because this is bigger than Donald Trump. He can't really save it. He didn't save it the first time. He can't save it the next time, can he? Well, what I will tell you is uh, there are a lot of states, good states, that are opposing this. Just look at the fight that uh, Governor Abbott in Texas is is leading against the federal government and its refusal to force our immigration laws. And what is it? The governors of of what, almost two dozen states have said, whose side are they on? They're on the side of Texas, not Joe Biden and the federal government. Yeah. So that, right, right. that's a sign. That's a that's a good sign. So there's there's still hope. We're in a tough situation. Oh, I, I, I think there's always hope. Even in the middle of the collapse, there's hope. And that's the beauty of it, because you're right about Governor Abbott. His actions have decreased the legal immigration in Texas 70%. How did he do it? By ignoring the legitimacy of Joe Biden. And that's what needs to happen as far as I'm concerned. So rather than pretend we're going to win a rigged system or a rigged game, you know, it's why I don't go gamble in, in mafia houses. If you're not going to win, there's no fair dice. There's no straight dealing. At a certain point, you have to work around the system by by discounting it and by revoking your consent that you give the government. I mean, that's to the point we're at when you see what these Democrat politicians who have been given this authority and don't understand who gives it to them. We give it to them. So Abbott nullifies it because he has the support of the people in Texas. DeSantis can do the same thing and is in so many cases. Is this something that you think that people will start to organize and work to if Joe Biden should successfully somehow miraculously keep the position he's soiling now? Oh, oh, yeah. And and I, I, I the American people now look, it's like the immigration, immigration, illegal immigration is now a top priority of the American people, no matter whether they're Democrats or Republicans or independent. The polling all shows that. And um, I, I, I think you'll see a lot of organization of the grassroots on this issue. We've seen that before in our history, and I think we'll see it again. Curious to know from the standpoint of uh, where you focus a large part of your time in election integrity system, where you feel um, there's some bright spots outside of the obvious failures of the Democrat Party. When you look at what's happened in uh, Pennsylvania, do you think there's there's some some actions that have been taken to maybe prevent some of the ballot harvesting, some of the same day registration, some of the preventing illegals from voting? Do you have optimism in one of the six states that shut down the count and managed to pull off a win for Joe Biden? Oh, sure. Look, Georgia passed a huge election reform package and another one in 21 and 22 after that election that has uh, vastly improved the uh, integrity of their election process. Um, Pennsylvania, there's still a lot of problems there, but um, they actually managed to pass and convince the Democratic governor to sign a uh, law that bans private funding of election offices. You know, Zuckbucks, which made such oh, a is that awesome. difference. And, and almost two dozen states across the country actually passed state legislatures passed laws to ban Zuckbucks. So that, yeah, those, those are improvements. Do we not have a perfect system? Of course not. 
But no. that that actually gives me makes me optimistic because we've had imp- improvements like that. I'm wondering. Um, I have always been against money into government. I've always been against K Street. I've recognized it seems to be a legal pathway to corrupt our system. And I was told by so many Republicans that I was wrong and that we should advocate for more money into politics. And I never really changed my opinion. I I understand why so many people bought it. I think it was a massive amount of peer pressure. How do you view it as money in government? I view it as government is the only thing in our society to be restrained, and yet it operates unfettered. When you see what's what's moving around, the kind of money we're talking about, zuck bucks, and the and the hope it is when these states say no more, don't you think that's the real direction the opposition to the corrupt mafia should be united in? Well, that's a whole that's a whole other issue because if you start restricting that, then you're going to start restricting the the money that can be spent by conservative organizations that you and I both both like, like the National Rifle Association or Gun Owners of America who are out there, you know, yeah, spending money in the political arena, but they're doing it to try to protect our Second Amendment rights. So you have to be very careful that... No, I get it. But uh, when something, you, like, something like that will will come back and bite you. But when you see what, uh, as I like to refer to her, Latitia did to uh, uh, the NRA uh, ex-president, I mean, she's railroading this guy in the same fashion she railroaded Donald Trump. And what, you know, it kind of reminds me of where I grew up. You're not going to out-bribe a mafia boss. You're never going to do it. We're never going to beat them because we play by some set of rules when they're unfettered. George Soros has never owned an American company. He's never been subjected to the SEC. He's got a hedge fund that owns... Democrat DAs all over this country. He has billions he's funneled into the American government and nobody can oversee him. So if we allow him, who's our who's our bond villain that can compete with that? Well, there are some big donors on our side, but you're talking about Letitia James in New York, and I yeah. completely agree with you. She is a corrupt partisan, but Look, there are good attorney generals in other states, folks like Ken Paxton, who's been leading the fight on, on immigration against the federal government. And look what look what Letitia James, uh, look, look what's happening in New York. You, there's news recently that big investors are saying, yeah, we're no longer going to do business in New York. That's the kind of consequences that will help uh, punish people like Letitia James, because if New York starts having big financial woes because those kind of corrupt politicians are driving business out, uh, then you, you might be able to fix that problem. And that's, yeah. the way, that's the way to do it. See, our lawyers are too principled. You're really hamstrung. If you believe in the rule of law, you're hamstrung to misuse it. The one thing we underestimated is, is, is the willingness to misuse power and law that the American mafia calling themselves Democrat is willing to go to. You know, it's you're never going to beat a, a, a rough and tumble fighter with Marcus of Queensberry, and that's the position we're in. Uh, so once again, it comes back to secede by foot. That's the best advice you can give anybody. Get the hell out of these Democrat areas, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, <laughs> and I I certainly don't live there. And I listen. I would tell any CEO. Of any uh, company, uh, you shouldn't do business in New York. You shouldn't have an, an office there. 
Uh, you shouldn't rent property there. You should have nothing to do with that state because of its out-of-control attorney general and its bad laws. Now, Hans von Spakovsky, I've had the pleasure of uh, seeing you throughout the years. You seem to, to not want to look like George Hamilton, so I, I will not see you on the beaches in southwest Florida. What state are you going to run to? <laughs> no, I, I actually like Virginia, and even though it, it's kind of turning purple, we actually, I think, still have a chance in Virginia to bring more conservatives into office again. So I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give up the fight here yet. All right, because I do have a skincare company. I'm willing to give you your first couple of jars so you can be as tan as George Hamilton should you decide to join me. But I do appreciate you for joining me today and all of the work that the Heritage Foundation does, but specifically the willingness you have to go on and always use the First Amendment right to save this country. Thank you very much for taking time. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Cannot believe how fast this show goes by, Scroll. You're telling me we only got two segments left? Man, oh man. Dr. Randy! Thank you for calling, Dr. Randy. Hey, Sean Thompson. This is Dr. Randy, man. What a, what a... What a honor this is! I'm a big fan, as, as oh, most brother. everybody is when they call the show. Well, thank this you. This is uh, look. I'm not the time. Uh, I'm a physician, and I appreciate. Uh, I jumped on the radio about halfway through when you were interviewing that other physician, and um, I had <laughs> I, I had to take notice with a couple of things that he was saying. Now, I have to call this person a peer, okay? And I have an office in Plainfield, rather large office. I don't want to get you in and, trouble now. Take um, it easy. <laughs> no, no. I, this is Go why ahead. I'm calling. This is I have my own place, you know. Yeah. So the thing is, um, you know, he, the the doctor you the I appreciate what he was doing, the service he was doing, um, the price that he was given, but when you started to ask him about COVID and the pandemic, first of all, I'm glad you stood your ground when he yeah. gave his answers, not that you wouldn't stand your ground, <laughs> but you know, he didn't want a copy of the interview. Dr. Umber he didn't like it. out of the side of his mouth, man, because he benefited from those shots, okay? And the thing is, uh, you know, the mRNA, the, the study, all the studies for it, all the science behind it, it it's, works immensely well. There's great studies for it to be a bioweapon, for it to deliver medications. Um, but he was trying to say, hey, it's going to be great for, look, look what it's doing for AIDS, look what it's doing for HIV, look what it's doing for cancer. Look, those are two separate, completely yeah. separate diseases, okay? One's an immune uh, deficiency issue, and cancer, it's your own cells. There's, there's no way the mRNA is going to help with the cancer. Now, I hope that's, the, I hope that's not the case, but it's a completely separate Well, know, the other mechanism. thing... Too. What, what do you mean a cookie? What do you mean chocolate chip cookie? I don't know. What the hell are you talking about? You, it's killing. Li, listen, it has some adverse effects, side effects that the government was not only ignoring, they were censoring people who were saying, I'm having problems with this. We have. And let me tell you this. When yeah. I, I, we do stem cell injections and PRP and whatnot. So I have my own account on CDC.org. And I was seeing a lot of these studies come out in 21. Um, and then I would refer like either about the mass or about the shutdowns or, or even about the shot. And I would bring the, I would bring it up to a lot of my patients. Uh, consequently, a lot of my patients, uh, uh, there, there's a lot of patients that think the way we do. 
Yeah. Um, they're good people. I mean, I, we treat everybody, but I'm telling you, there's a lot more of us than there are of them. But well, these studies course. would come out. I would go refer to them, and they're gone. You can't, oh. you can't find them. Whoever had access to delete public record, that's messed up. That's when I knew this mm-hmm. was something fishy. And, uh, and you know, when other the, countries the, are settling the, with patients, that came out two years ago. when other countries are already settling, they're settling. Canada, Australia, Europe, they're set, they have an entire system. Are you vaccine injured? All right, tell us what happened. We'll send you 50000 200000 whatever it is, because they know that they're liable. They force this on people without proper testing. There is no excuse for that. None. And all you of really course, did is destroy doctor, your credibility. Of course, that doctor did admit it was political, but the thing was, you know, uh, Trump, this was supposed to have been Operation Warp Speed. It was, it was supposed to have been out for two weeks for the vaccine and then um, just for the immune compromise as a volunteer, voluntary thing. But Fauci and Burks that are telling Trump, too many people are going to die in two months. What yeah. would you do? You know, and made it political. So, look, Not Sean, I, you know, I I, just, all of us appreciate what you're doing out here, man. We, you know, we're, we're happy that you're fighting a good fight. There's a lot more of us than there are of them. So I'm going uh, to ask you for a favor. Yeah, I want you to hold on. Yeah. I want you to give your information to Honey Bunny because you know how many friends, family members I have back there that are so mad because they don't know uh, where to go to get a decent doctor who believes in freedom. So hang on. I want to get your information. But I, I really not appreciate only did, you. Not only, we never shut down during COVID. We never mandated masks. We honored the masks when our patients would wear them, but we never shut down, you know, because patients, uh, they, they needed us, man. So we never shut down. So that's. Doc, you you gave me a little hope today, really. Thank you for what – I so appreciate you taking time, Randy, really. Thank you so much. You give us hope every day, Sean. We appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Hold on, hold on. Kevin in Austin, Texas. Sean, I'm glad you're filled with a little hope from that last call, and I want to send a little hope for everybody else. When you started your uh, show out with, you said, tremendous opportunity, and if you do not get sidetracked, this is something you'll be able to tell your grandkids you help fight off. This is yeah. the year. And for Absolutely. those people that choose to stay in Illinois, for whatever reason, you've got to get involved. <laughs> yeah. Get involved uh-huh. at the precinct level. They're four, they're Kevin, one day I'm going to have you on. One day I'm going to have you on, and it will be because Mark. all of the people who get cheated, all of the people who have been abused, all of the money they have been, they've given to the Republican mafia, all of that, four they are going to throw Illinois. off the chains of the duopoly, and they will break the Republican Party. That's the beauty of what's happening. The Republican Party establishment, and I'm talking specifically about Illinois, Illinois, 90% of the Illinois Republicans, they are rejected by people. Rejected. That's why your listeners need to get involved and change it. Yeah, I say break it. I wouldn't even call them Republicans. What are you going to go? You're going to go to the lobby to Durkin's meathead fat brothers? You can find them. They're at off-track betting, the fat slobs. They're the ones with the empty pizza tray on their table. Low lives. Speaking of empty pizza trays, Cream Puff Jim, how do you live with yourself? Anyway, Charles, I never heard of this character until I listened to the Grand Ole Party, a couple of radio stations. They bring him up. Yeah, I bring him up. The only thing I remember is our lady of Saros down on the Maxwell Street neighborhood. Saros. Saros is what you get when you vote for Democrats. It's Soros. He's a Jew who worked with the Nazis. Yeah, he helped. He didn't just incarcerate fellow Jews. He took their property. And all of a sudden, he's a billionaire of which you can never audit the money. But here's what he does own. 
He owns that peanut head, Kim Fox. Do you ever see a head like that on a human being? It's narrow in the middle, wide on the top and the bottom. It's like a, a physical anomaly. However, she's a Democrat asset of Soros along with Letitia. You know the one. She looks like she works out with you and J.B. Pritzker in New York, the one who but makes he up crime. The ra- he, he brought all those radio stations last week, so I don't see, know. You better here's be what careful. You got. You, careful. You can't Odyssey. You're not can, Odyssey, you ever see his son? His son with the nail polish, he rides the horse side saddle. Proof that Uma Wiener is a lesbian. Oh, you listen. I love you, but I know you. There's a lot of things you don't know. After all, you're a Chicago Democrat. You're not too quick on the uptake. You don't even know who he is. He's been ruining your country for at least forty years. He's not only profited from the collapse of the British pound, gone, collapsed, made a billion dollars doing that. He's been bribing the Duchess of Chaffington for decades. Not only that, he's the one who set up a fund in Ukraine. So all that money for the loan guarantees, it's him and Ihor Kolomoisky you're bailing out. He's been corrupting the world right after he stopped working for the Nazis of the Third Reich. He's one of the founding members of the Fourth Reich. But see if you could pick your head up out of the pizza box from now again. Stop waiting for that pension you never really earned. Maybe you could learn something before it's too late. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, And the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had in in. Because, see, the good news is that rat bastard, cousin of the devil, he's dying. That's the good news. The bad news is everybody has known what he is since at least the 90s. Am I the only one that watched 60 Minutes when it was good before it sold out? Maybe as a child you don't, you don't see the connection, uh, but it, was, it created no, no problem at all. No feeling of guilt? No. For example, that uh, I'm Jewish, um, and here I am watching these people go, I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. Well, uh, of course, I could, uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because... Uh, that was, uh, uh, well, actually, in a funny way, it's just like in markets. that It's nothing like I markets. Would... And it's not a funny way when you're talking about working for the Nazi, taking the possessions of Jews as you escort them on the trains to where their death camps are. There's nothing funny about that, Soros. But then again, is there anything funny about Americans not knowing who George Soros is? That's not funny either. It's just the reality. We're surrounded by morons, corrupt idiots. Let's just call them Democrats so they, you know who they are. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Every dollar that went to Ukraine should have never gone to Ukraine. Ukraine and all foreign money should have been 
under forensic audit after Joe Biden stole the most important office because Joe Biden for decades was setting up the scam that is our money to Ukraine. And now NATO and the EU, which means us, we're going to start sending troops in World War III. And the American people do not support this. Now, granted, there are some who are getting money from it and they'll always support it, like Mike Johnson, who all of a sudden I'd love to know what his campaign coffers look like after he seized the gavel, also known as the speaker. Because that's the only explanation for Mike Johnson. It's the only explanation for anybody that would go along to get along with what we know is a corrupt president and a corrupt nation. I hope that the other leaders came out here and told you the same. We believe that we can get to agreement on these issues and prevent a government shutdown. And that's our first uh, responsibility. Uh, you also- no, that's not your first responsibility. Your first responsibility is find out where our missing money is. Because we have known since the beginning of this war that Joe Biden and the Ukrainian government were in bed together. He openly discussed it. To convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there's another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference, said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Which means that he also incriminated Barack Obama on that very admission of corruption. And the other thing Mike Johnson didn't do is he didn't find out where our money is. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kozitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary carrying cash stashed in suitcases. Her husband, what was his, what was his income? Because the entire country had a GDP of $18 billion. $18 billion. We've given it $200 billion. And the upper echelon has been stealing our money from day one. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. And instead, what did our government do? The corrupt gangster government that penalizes you for earning money. They found a new way to send it. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money Mm -hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine, but it's totally unprecedented, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to the Mm -hmm. Ukrainian government, Mm -hmm. which was famously corrupt, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in... They know it! They didn't get any guarantees and it'll never stop because the Republicans you sent that are supposed to fight the Leviathan, they just want in on the scam. Right, Mike Johnson? So heard, I'm sure that there was um, discussion about the supplemental uh, spending package 
And uh, I was very clear with the president and all those in the room that the House is actively uh, pursuing and uh, investigating all the various options on that. And we will address that in a timely manner. But Timely manner? You mean after what? Another $800 billion goes on our national debt? Remove Mike Johnson tomorrow. And maybe I'll have some optimism. In the meantime, we'll be back in 21 hours to expose every one of these corrupt bastards. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.